there, folks, over at CommanderCast.com and MTGCast.com and CommanderSociety.com. It's time for another episode of Rivals Duel, a show where I think this episode, Nolan and I will actually be arguing. Yeah, I, I, I thought when we when we decided our topic for today, I thought, oh, this will be quick because we're going to agree, and then we started talking, and we obviously don't. <laughs> no, we really, really, really do not, but that's okay. Uh, we've got a couple spoiler things to talk about, and we've got the... Uh, and then we've got our big topic for the day, which will be a, a multi-part argument. But the first uh, thing to get into is, how are you, Noel? I'm doing great. I, uh, Anything new in your life? Uh, nothing real exciting. Like, life continues to go on at the Casa del Noel, so mm-hmm. I really can't complain too loud. You? Uh, I'm good. Uh, nothing crazy happening here either, but uh, just keeping busy. Um, I... Haven't really played too much Magic since the last time we had an episode. Uh, I think I've played one or two games, but not not too much. I'm just, yeah, kind of chilling out. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I actually was crazy, crazy busy in the month leading up to this, but so I'm I'm actually taking an intentional chill out time. Mm-hmm. I uh, I will admit that I was like my my Magic playing disposable time has been given over to Modern Masters 2017 drafts. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sets fun to draft. I'm glad. Oh, I get to play Soggy Broccoli Blinky Decks. It's great. Okay, that's a thing. Soggy Broccoli Blinky Decks? Yeah, like, just like, it's... Soggy Broccoli has is a running joke among my local players about the Simic Combine. Oh, and okay. Soggy Broccoli cards are, like, Coiling Oracle, or Mystic Snake, which isn't in this set, or stuff yeah, like that that's just dude plus value. It sounded a lot more fun when it uh, was soggy broccoli and not, you know, Simic. Yeah, yeah, it's bant blink stuff. So, uh, do we have any comments or uh, things you need to comment on, Noel? Any emails, anything like that? Uh, I know I'm, we got a tweet and a comment on our last episode. Yeah, I'm hoping I have the the tweet was just a technical issue thing. I think we have it fixed. Okay. But yeah, it's, it involves my turning my own mic up and Eric's mic down. So. All right. And the comment, let's see. I think it was just feedback. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah nothing really. Makar, yeah. Yep, more people playing Makar. And yeah. comment I... on our opinion of Afara. Meh. Yeah. Something that I something that I think is funny is that I uh, we when we sat down, we're gonna build King Makar. It'll be great. Turns out there's not a lot of directions to go with King Makar. Like there's yeah, it's a, a we very thought it was be this very like cool let's buildy deck moment thing turns out mm. it was pretty much that there's really only one direction to go with it <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's a build itself a little bit but that's okay yeah so now that i've annoyed every king mccarr fan out there <laughs> who, who, uh is playing yeah. guys sitting in chairs tribal Guys sitting in chairs. No, you play a Loro for a guy sitting in chairs. You could absolutely play a Loro for that deck. Because then uh... you can play King Makar and Vishkal. Mm-hmm. And Ghost Uncle. Yeah. Don't forget Ghost Uncle. All the dudes sitting in chairs. <laughs> um, awesome. So uh, we have some spoilers to talk about for Amonkhet, but before we do that... The uh, Mind versus Might dual decks have been spoiled, and we don't hate them. Right, like, this is, this one's pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's, there's generally, like, I look at this and go, this has actual cards in it, as opposed to the last few that really didn't. Mm-hmm. Or it had, yeah, like, the... the incredibly overfilled, like, Avatars of Woe and Avenger of Zendikar, we printed these a thousand times problem. Yeah, we got a reprint of Zozu the Punisher, one of my favorite red cards ever printed. Also, uh, a general. And he got reprinted with new art. 
which is awesome. Yeah, the new uh, one is very cool. The Visicoli is also a pet card that I've never quite been able to make work, but just gorgeous new art on the Visicoli. Uh, and it's going to be foil only, so I can't wait to take a look at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, are these decks out? These aren't out yet. These are they're out at like not. the end of the week. They're at the end yeah. of the month. End of the month, gotcha. Which is end of next week. Cool. Mm-hmm. But there's actual, like, for a change of pace, there's actual real cards in here. Like, mm-hmm. the Joyra deck has Joyra in it, has, uh, uh, like, Young Pyromancer, Beacon of Tomorrow, um, mm-hmm. Mind's Desire, like... Jory... Jorian? Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, less so than the others, but as opposed to, and, like, Rift Bolt, and, uh, like, some actual, like, real cards. The Desert Ritual with fun new art. Mm-hmm. Um... And, like, the Levisa deck has guttural response in it, has Zozu, has a coat of arms, which turns out is kind of expensive. It has Rubble Belt Raiders, which I knew, uh, I know a lot of people are big fans of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a uh, New Border Rada or, and Kamal, if you feel like playing either one of those as your general. These are New Border versions of those cards, which is nice. Uh, Kamal's already been in New, new Border, but I think... Uh, actually, No, he hasn't. Have. Yeah, he was. He's in 10th edition. No, this is new border. We've changed the border since then, no? Oh, oh, you mean, oh, okay, the little, like, tiny Let's little... Let's try and keep up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you meant, like, the compared to Mirrodin. No, this is the the the, the newest border. Yeah, the M15 border, which... Black-bottomed. Sure. Um, And then it has uh, Baldwin Intimidator, one of my favorite cards for some of the silliest rules text ever. Mm-hmm, and increasing savagery. Yeah, cowards can't block warriors. Mm-hmm. I'm uh I'm very excited. Also, has Beacon of Destruction, which is a card that I weirdly like too much as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's cool to see like this. This feels significantly more powerful than old ones, and maybe they're maybe they're just because they don't uh they're not gonna like maybe these don't scale as well as I think they do. Like I feel like these two would just stomp on the last four years worth of dual decks. Maybe. Uh, I never actually played the dual decks in the last ones as is. I just looked at them and I'm like, I'm not going to buy those. But, I mean, Nissa versus Obnixilis had some decent cards in it. I feel like it might stand up okay. But, like, this one does have, like, Talrand and stuff like that. That Deep Sea Kraken and the Unspeakable with the Yoira in the deck. That's that's pretty powerful. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. I also had somebody tell me that they actually played these decks... Like commander decks, where the marquee card is like a commander. Okay. Which is an interesting uh, way to play these. Especially since Lavissa is at the head of a gruel deck in that case, right? Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not so much that it's a they. Play, it's not so much trying to follow commander rules. They just okay. The just play card. Just sits to the side. You can cast it like a commander. Yeah, that would make the. I I think that the Joyra deck becomes infinitely better when you can do that. Yeah, I also think the Lavissa deck gets considerably better too. Um, I, I don't think it benefits as much as the Jorah deck, but it probably, I think every creature is a warrior of some kind, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm actually pretty, pretty jazzed for these decks. Also, I, I like whenever I see anything Gruel going on, so I am, I am pro, pro the Lovisa deck. I'm actually gonna see if my buddy wants to split a, uh, a dual decks with me just so I can get my hands on some of these fancy new Lovisa cards. Mm-hmm. And that sweet new with the unspeakable art? Eh? Eh? I, uh, no. I don't want that. I'm particularly not a fan of the unspeakable either, but... Uh, do you, do you like the art, though? I kind of like the art yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, the art is cool. Just the card's awful. The card, yeah, the card... Well, the card isn't even awful. The card is fine, and it would be great if, you know, arcane cards were decent. 
Right. Like, <laughs> I can go get my, what, reach through mist? <laughs> yeah, no, not so much. Uh, I guess Desperate Ritual is arcane? Yeah. Um, there's probably more arcane cards. Please, Kamigawa Apologist, you don't have to go off in the comments about all the sweetness of arcane cards. Uh, so you know that other show I do with, um, so, with my buddy Nick, Snow Covered Lands? Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Kamigawa Champions, not with me, uh, but with, uh, someone else, and after he got out of it, he's like, man, I was just, that set was real bad. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot wrong with, don't get me wrong, there's, there's some redeemable pieces of Kamigawa, but not <laughs> enough, and the people who like Kamigawa, I don't understand. The good cards, he said, are real good, but the the there's a lot of trash you have to sift through to get to the good cards. Like, what's his name? Uh, Kikijiki, real good. Top, real good. But there's a lot of extra trash in there. Yeah, and it goes down real fast. Now, is Champions the one where every rare was legendary? Oh, all the, in the entire Kamigawa block. There's no oh, not that... legendary rare creatures in the Kamigawa block. Ugh. Please don't make Legendary a theme. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I'm actually a fan of a set in the Kamigawa block. I think that Betrayers is actually a pretty good set. As it's on its own. I don't like Champions, and I downright think Saviors was garbage. But I really like Betrayers. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not going to weigh in here, because I was kind of on hiatus when those blocks came out. So, I mean, B Betrayers gave me Heartless Hidetsugu, and that's really all I need to be happy. Sure. Wasn't that the ninjutsu uh, block, too? That was the ninjutsu block. So you get Nazami Grave Robber. Hey, look at that segue I just made. Oh. <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about the new Amonkhet spoiler and the theme for this episode. Yeah, we are talking about cards with multiple cards on them. Uh, for mm -hmm. this episode, we're talking about whether it be uh, split cards, whether it be flip cards, whether it be transform cards. We're talking about cards with multiple cards on them. And and to be honest, this could easily be kind of a slippery slope argument. You can make an argument mm -hmm. that everything with flashback is two cards, or everything with kicker is multiple cards. But No, we're doing where, two separate cards. Yeah, where we are drawing the line is where Wizard has gotten kitsy with the frames and said, this is, you know, multiple cards in one. Yep. Uh, so basically the short list is transform cards, uh, flip cards from the Kamigawa block, hey, and, uh, split cards that were in a couple blocks at this point, I guess, uh, they were in Invasion, but they came back for the new Ravnica set. They with were in the old cool... Ravnica, too. They were, oh yeah, and they were in Planar Chaos. Well, Planar Chaos had everything, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um... However, this was all brought on by a new mechanic, spoiled, from Amonkhet. Do you want to explain this card, Noel? Yeah, this card has come out and caused a lot of waves. It was, I think it was Spanish or Italian, I think, that came out. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's literally a... The card has a function in its hand, and then when it's in the graveyard, you can cast a different card from it. Mm -hmm. and then when it's a mechanic exile, called Aftermath. Yeah, it's kind of the one they debuted is actually kind of cool. Like it's a, it's basically a retribution of the meek, and then uh, isn't it a reanimator spell for? I'll be uh, honest, not reanimator. The... Put them to your hand. Okay. So it's the first uh, card costs four, and it's destroy all creatures with power greater or equal to three. And then afterwards, the second card, uh, with the aftermath cost, it costs five, and it's return all creature cards with power less than two from your graveyard to your hand. So it's a real, like, 
weenies win card. Yeah. Um, I really like the mechanical idea of this design. Mm-hmm. I really hate the way this card looks. Yeah. The... So go ahead. Oh yeah. For people who don't know what it looks like, who haven't seen it yet, picture the old split cards from uh from like Invasion and Ravnica and all that. But instead of the one half of the split card, it's a card that's orientation is perpendicular to the split card. It's like normal, normal layout magic card, but it's got like Jace the Mind Sculptor sized art and a text box that you could lit, fit literally two lines in. Yeah, it is. It's basically turned sideways so that if you if you turn this card sideways, you cover the main part of the card with another magic card. Yeah, this card is it's a card that points in two directions mm-hmm. essentially. I think this uh, will I think I think once we get our hands on these these won't be as jarring as we think they are because people have made up proxies of it and shown it in like here's what it would look like in a graveyard if you actually turned it sideways like that and it looks decent mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it I understand the design and I don't I don't hate it as much as I hate some of the other cards we're going to talk about, but it does look ex- extremely cramped and extremely messy to me mm-hmm. so be interesting I'm, I'm kind of holding judgment because i want to see what they do with these cards yeah I'm hoping this isn't like hideaway where there's a cycle of rares of this and that was all we get yeah i'm just i don't think i don't know how you're how you could fit that many mechanics on these cards is the problem right like and, and there's like I can think of the obvious things to do with them, but all the obvious things have already been done with uh, split cards. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the thing is, is that if one of these cards is decent, I will play it. Whereas some of these other cards we'll talk about later on, I just flat out refuse to mm-hmm. play. Yeah, I'm su- I am have a door in the Siege Tower deck. I am super excited about this card. Yeah. <laughs> Doran would benefit greatly from yeah. playing this card. This card is broken. <laughs> All right. So we have the main topic to talk about. The uh the times Magic has tried to fit two cards on one and when they have succeeded and failed. Mm-hmm. Uh would you like to uh how how would you like to do this? Would you like to do one type at a time? Probably yeah, the best way to do it. Yeah, probably. Let's start with the one I think is going to be the least controversial. Sure. Or we're going to argue the least about, and that is just plain out double or split cards. Okay. The ones where there's two cards, you turn it sideways, it is life and death, it is far and away, it is breaking and entering. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the, there are two cards on a card. Eric, yep. your thoughts on these cards? I like these cards a lot. Yeah, I, I think, think they're the, cool. <laughs> uh, I also like that they've done cool things with the vi- uh, design space when they added Fuse which basically turned each of these into a kicker card that gave mm-hmm. you the other card's effect. That's super, super cool. But yeah, I think these are really, really cool. And I think some of them are actually really good, too. Right. There's a lot of these that are far better than they deserve to be mm-hmm. because they're so versatile. Absolutely. Um, um, I, go ahead. Know, the ones I think of that compromise right away is Life and Death. Life and Death is the first one that pops into my head. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Uh, Wear and Tear from Return to Ra- uh, from Dragon's Maze. Mm-hmm. It's just a, uh, I, I like solid cards like that. So I uh, there's the Absan colored one from Ravnica. Do you Ready remember? Ready and Willing. Ready and Willing is super super powerful. The one that uh, can make all your creatures either have lifelink and death touch, or make them indestructible, or both. Yeah, it's indestructible and untap them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the number of uh, times I've blown people out with that. 
I actually really like the cycles that are um the three color cycles. Like uh, oh yeah, which, what's the one I'm thinking of? There's one that's like a it's it's basically an unmask on one side and a fairy and artifact. It's red and white on one side and white and black on the other. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm looking through them right now, but I don't see that one jumping out at me. I'm sorry, I can't help yeah, it's, you. It's from uh, Dissension. Yeah, the. Uh... I also enjoy while he's trying to find the card that I'm talking about and don't think I made up. Um, the uh, the fact that all the ones, especially all the ones from Dragon's Maze, are junior high sex jokes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The other thing that's great about these cards is the puns. Yes, the, the 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 naming conventions is great. The naming conventions is great. I think you made up that card. Um, I'm going to contemplate what that card is for a while, and I'll oh, probably... I I think I think you got confused about the colors. There's a red black card that's like blast something or target player discards a card. No, it's it's one side is Orzov, one side is uh, it's it's a Mardu card. Huh. One side is Orzov, one side is uh Are these two pages and I'm just only looking at one page maybe? Target player discards a card or destroy target land. Nope. Alright, well I'll let you try and find that because I can't I don't seem to see it. Okay. I will uh see what I can find and uh cool. I'm sure I will I'll also I'll have my Eureka moment. But no, uh a lot of these are Super, are, super good. Yeah, and they're they're the one even the ones that aren't are fun. Like Oh yeah. Assault and battery, Beckon Call's really good. Yeah, and you also like you get just so much diversity by having two cards two separate cards that you can cast in one. Oh, hide and seek is the or is, or the Mardu one. That is the one I was thinking of. And it's put target artifact or enchantment on the bottom of its owner's library, or search target's opponent's library for a card and remove that card from the game. You gain life equal to its converted mana cost, and that player shuffles his or her library. Yeah. So a lot of times it's target the uh, t- um, gain twelve Complicate. life, remove something awful from the ramp player's deck. Oh, cool. Yeah, gaining life makes it nice. Targeted uh, targeted exile like that from a deck is not always great, but the fact that you gain life is pretty cool. Mm. Even the ones that are just, like, tiny incremental advantage cards, like Fire and Ice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I don't necessarily want either one of those effects in my deck, but having them together like that... Makes them pretty makes fun. Makes worth it. Yeah. I am uh, I'm quite fond of... Uh... Of those split cards, and I think that it's the best Magic has ever done those two cards in one thing. But mm-hmm. we will we we will see what you how you disagree with me soon. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shout outs to my shout outs to my favorite one: who, what, when, where, why. Oh, <laughs> the un one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that one counts. Shout outs to my five way split card. Um, that card might have gotten a little bit crowded. That card, so. Can I talk about that card for a second? Not yeah, so sure. much for EDH, but like if you have a cube and are willing to put an uncard in your cube, this should that be the card's first... really good. Yeah, that card is it's it's just super versatile. Like if you're in two colors and one of them isn't white, or if you're in three colors plus, or have like a like a city of brass and I can tap for five colors of mana, you could probably play that card. Mm-hmm. The other one that uh, that I think of when I think of those uncards, and this might be unrelated, is like the burn spell with every single keyword on it. Yeah. The, the one Blast with like madness. Past. Yeah, Blast from Past. It's got yeah. like madness and flashback and threshold and all that stuff. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you cycle madness that bad boy. Draw a card, deal two damage. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. What's the next one you want to talk about, Noel? Um, so let's talk about so let's talk about I think it's gonna be my personal least favorite. Okay. And I think I I feel like you probably like these more than I do, and those are Kamigawa flip cards. Yeah, uh, yeah, I actually the Kamigawa flip cards I actually like quite a bit. Um okay. I I like that well, first of all, they're the precursor to the transform thing, and I like that the trans I do like that transform tells a story. Uh, and I do like being able to look directly at uh, the cards and see how they've changed, like just with a side by side glance. My favorite for that is the uh, the creatures that start off being unnamed and then become legendary creatures. Like you, you basically it's like watching the before and after on a protagonist from a video game. Sure, it's a hero's journey in a single card. Sure. Yeah, you get to see their level up with the the new equipment and stuff like that. I kind of like that. The other thing is that a lot of these cards, I think, ended up being pretty good to the point that one of them's banned in EDH. Yeah, there's I I think you're gonna find it like many things in Kamigawa. The good ones are really good, and then they drop off real steep real fast. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, maybe I like, uh, I've seen, I've seen, I'm just glancing through to make sure that I'm not making this up, but yeah, I have seen every single, uh, I've seen every single one of the legendary flip creatures, like the ones that start legend. Uh, I've seen every single one of those as a general. That wasn't the worst thing ever. Saseya is probably the hardest one I've seen pulled off, but someone managed to do it. So I'm not going to knock them. Yeah. Um. So I am significantly colder on these than you are, to the point where, <laughs> unless they're a really good card, I just about can't stand to put them in my deck. Really? Yeah. Why? It's just, so here's my my issue with them. First of all, the art on these is always atrocious. There's that... I uh, don't agree with oh, that, that, but go ahead. That ugly side-by-side... -side, see, I like magic art. Okay. And the problem with that is that, like, all of these magic arts are the size of a postage stamp. Okay. And because of the the fact you have so much, because you have to have two sets of rules text, it's also like you get this tiny little, like it's cool art, but it's so small that I can hardly see it. Um, so I'm not, I'm not a fan of the way these look aesthetically. Um, some of them are fine, but there's always the, uh, there's just the the nature of these getting flipped upside down wrong. Like it's very easy for these to get flipped wrong. Um, How do you mean? Like, end up, like, I tap them, and then I untap them the wrong direction, and all of a sudden, oops, they're flipped. And this is not cheating, this is just, oh, I have a case of the dumb. You got confused? Yeah. Yep. Also, if we're being real honest, this one of these stupidest names in all of Magic, eh, it's, I have a, I have a love for the stupid names, but for the most part, if you're looking for just dumb names, a lot of them fall here. How do you mean? Stab Whisker the Odious. I love Stab Whisker the Odious. Don't you insult Master Splinter. Yeah, yeah. Ichiga who topples oaks. I'm like I mean that's Kamigawa. I but but the this is this is a great like this is Kamigawa bad naming at its finest. I don't know about that. But uh yeah, I like these a lot better than the last cards we're gonna talk about, which are transform cards. And and I and we're gonna disagree about that. Uh, the other problem yeah. I have about these is that like aesthetically, these cards look real bad. Like they're okay, just... but you defended the new one from Amonkhet, and its art, its postage stamped art is even smaller. Except, you also have that that half this art is always upside down. These would be actually, I think these actually so Amonkhet. That's the exact same with the Amonkhet cards. Let me finish. Like I'm okay. 
like a lot of these ones, especially the hero's journey ones, where it's a dude becoming a legendary, mm-hmm. are legitimately like would look cool if the creature was say back to back with this legendary form. Okay. But it's not like I can get a I can't get a print of this and hang it on my wall because half of it is always upside down. I will turn it over right. when I am angry and moody. Like if I could get a version of some of these that had uh um like the some like Nizumi Graveyard was a cool piece of art like the cool rat wizard mm-hmm. uh, Nizami but um or Nizumi if I get one with the other side of it um like Night Eyes and actually has him right side up like back to back with his little mortal self that'd be kind of cool but I can't do anything with this art with the exception of like the like the essence ones I can because you can't really tell they're upside down but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't see how you can defend the the new Amonkhet cards, but get down on these ones because of the art. Because it's uh, because no matter what I do with this art, I can never have it all right side up at the same time. That's true of the Amonkhet cards. But no, because it's two separate pieces of art. The the piece oh, of art so I'm looking you... at can be right side up. So you're saying that if you cut and paste the two pictures, like you can get those two separate pictures and put them beside each other? Yes. Okay, you could probably do that with these cards too. Uh, but it's but it would take a whole three seconds in Photoshop. Uh, I think it's gonna take longer than that. I don't know about that, and I don't know that we're gonna agree about this. <laughs> yeah, like like you you you, I'll I'll give you thirty seconds. Fix Aki Lava Runner. Is doesn't that one have like a straight line to cut and flip down? Except it's a diagonal line, so you can't just cut and flip. Cut, flip, mirror, done. No, that doesn't work. Uh, let me take a look. I I would just have <laughs> I would just like put them beside each other and not have it be square. Problem solved. Yeah, like that's that's my issue though is that like I just want my magic art to look good no matter like this always has half of the art upside down on the card itself. Okay. Like, the, if, if 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 they weren't a a word soup and an ugly thing with text on the top, text on the bottom, like they don't they. You know what it reminds me of, honestly, okay. is that card Fire Penguin from Unhinged that you were supposed to put on top of the card. Okay. It it has that kind of look to it, where it's just like, what is actually going on here? I just wish these, I wish this art was not, like, I I can't just print out this art and have it and have it be good. All right. Uh, I Once again, I think that most of your complaints about this art are directly applicable to the new cards that you defended a couple minutes ago, but... Like I, I hear you. I understand why you wouldn't like the the art, but it's it seems like you should be down on the Amonkhet cards too. That's all. No, because because I can take the art from Dawn or the art from Dusk and have it. Like I can't oh. have this this singular piece of art, half of which is upside down. Okay, it's just, but I don't know if I would rate cards or if I was to dismiss cards just because I could not or would not have the art on them separately like that's i'd be playing with a very limited card pool yeah and also (laughs) having like it's and i mean like half the text upside down like these these don't look aesthetically clean okay they these are this it's an ugly templating and ugly enough that it annoys me so much so that i i guarantee you i can already see your arguments for flip cards and i'm gonna say and my my counter is going to be but at least they look good so let's go ahead and segue Yeah, no, I uh, I really really hate flip cards. The point that unless I'm playing, unless I am playing uh, a flip card as my general, I will go out of my way not to play flip cards in EDH. 
Like, I have to have a really, really, really good reason to start playing that black Flipland, the one that turns into Ormondal, mm. despite the fact that that card is just downright amazing. And I still haven't played the new Meld Red cards, mm-hmm. despite the fact that those cards on their own are just good, because they're such a pain to play with. Mm-hmm. And and this is this is the argument against flip cards. You you have the obvious part of that a lot of them are very bad in Commander. Let's let's mm-hmm. start with that. Like the werewolves, yeah, yeah. The the werewolves pretty much are. And to be honest, the ones from even that uh, from uh, Eldritch Moon that you just dumped a bunch of mana into. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, we are the format of a bunch of mana lying around, but but still, it's we have better uses for bike piles of mana than turning mm-hmm. my turning my one one vanilla into a four four vanilla for seven mana. Yeah, the Magic Origins ones are probably the most popular, and there's a couple flip cards, but they're still like. They're still on the lower end of how many you would you would play. Sure. Now, uh, if if we're if we're being honest too, all of these sets, when you look at them, like no one's playing Cunning Bandit in Commander. No, that's true. Like, but uh, yeah, no. So my problem with these is that I play with sleeves, and most people play with sleeves, and these are terrible to deal with. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm. This is. This is the biggest downside against them, is that you have to pop them out of their sleeve to see the backside, which means mm-hmm. you're either sitting there with your cards unprotected on the table, or you're taking the time to double-sleeve your deck. Yep. Uh, or, like, well, it's not even that. It's, like, just taking taking cards in and out of sleeves is, I, I personally think, the thing that damages them. In my experience, maybe I'm clumsy at taking my cards out of sleeves or something. Maybe there's someone who, who has it down to an exact fine science, but my cards get don't sit around and get damaged because they're usually sitting around sleeved. My cards only ever seem to get nicked or bumped or like the slightly played scuffs when I'm constantly unsleeving and resleeving them. Mm-hmm. And you'd always have to do these with these. The other thing is that a lot of good quality sleeves that people like to use, like stuff like Dragon Shields, aren't, even though they're opaque enough for normal magic cards from the back, they aren't actually opaque enough to block you from seeing the the back of a transform card. So it massively limits what kind of sleeves you can use. Sure, you can't use orange, orange Dragon Shields unless, and, and this is going to be the answer to both of those problems, is checklist cards, which I'm not saying are a good answer. I personally don't like checklist cards. Mm-hmm. Like, that's I don't I like double sleeve, but... Um, I don't like carrying around checklist cards, or I don't like carrying around extra cards. Like, I don't even carry around, like, tokens mm-hmm. uh, when, when I play. But if I was to sit down and play Transform, I would do it with, like, if not official tra- uh, checklist cards, some kind of proxy, and then have the double face card in a clear sleeve on the side. Mm-hmm. Which is I, kind of the, oh, the general consensus with most people who are running a bunch. Like, if you if you play, like... Okay, a lot of casual players have built the Werewolf General, Red Green, all the mm. Werewolves Fight Club deck. Um, which, by the way, is kind of funny. Which there's that moment where someone does skip, miss a miss a spell, and he has to hang on a second and flip over half a dozen cards. Oh Jesus! But uh, um, there's that's my other issue with it is that there's such a weird like logistical hurdle to hang on. I have to turn over all my cards, and I have to be paying attention all the time. Like. There's something to be said, especially because so many of these are in red and green, which are the colors that check out during my when it's not my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, that all of a sudden you have to be completely cognizant of every turn. Yep. The uh, the other thing about the so the one redeeming thing I will say about these cards is that my fa- one of my favorite ideas for a joke deck, and I will put this together one day, is the uh, official werewolf deck 
but it's going to be without proxies or checklist cards, and the entire deck's going to be in transparent sleeves. <laughs> I'm just going to play it like that. And every time someone, uh, everyone, t- every time someone tries to give me hell for it, I'll just be like, blame wizards. <laughs> yeah, hashtag blame Watsy. But uh, yeah, I'm not- going to play it. I'm going to play it with the legendary werewolf. <laughs> yep. Now, in, in defense of these cards, mm-hmm. this is these are easily, like I said, the cleanest looking ones. You can do yes. you can do so much more with these cards. You could not make a a flippy Garrick, like a flip planeswalker with with Kamigawa flip. Or that's fair. I will say that they are the cleanest looking on the field. Yep. Because once again, the, my big issue is that they aren't clean looking in the deck, even with sleeves. So, the, but on the field, they're definitely the cleanest looking. Sure. And they also give you the most room for stuff to happen on these cards. Mm-hmm. Like one of the one of the reasons why one of the one of the other dings at the flip cards and really at at a lot of the double face twos, they're not very good for especially for mm-hmm. commander. And that's alleviated a little bit more with these flip cards just because you have two places of rule rules text. Arlen Court is sweet. But mm-hmm. Arlen, Arlen Court is a flip card. Would your text box would be, or your art would literally be like the size of your uh, creature type line. Mm-hmm. Just squeeze it all in there. <laughs> yeah, there you can fit more abilities on. Yeah, definitely. That okay? Can someone, someone with artistic skill, please proxy that? Like proxy oh. me a flip Arlen Court with like just two wolf eyes and the little line in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I completely agree in that regard. But again, uh. I actively play the other two kinds of dual cards, mm-hmm. and I actively avoid playing these. And I don't know that I ever actively avoid it. I think I just realized that a lot of the cards that are... A lot of these double-faced cards are not that good for Commander. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just either, like, they're vanilla creatures that become slightly bigger vanilla creatures, which was great in Innistrad Limited. But not so great outside of that. Yeah, like, like I'll play the good ones. I'll play the, the green one from... Uh, uh, Shadows that lets me look for creature cards. Mm-hmm. I'll play Garrick Relentless because Garrick Relentless is sweet. I'll play the Flippy Walkers because they're pretty good. Yeah, Instigator Gang I think is the most popular one by far. Yeah, Instigator Gang is a good one. Uh, yeah, the Flip Planeswalkers I'm all right with if you play them as your general. <laughs> sure. And uh, same goes for Archangel Avison. Yeah, Flippy that was... Avison is cool. Flippy Avison is cool, but only as a general. Huh. I think Flippy Avison's cool, period, but... Uh, yeah, so I think... Mm-hmm. I, have we... I think we've reached our kind of... Yeah, there's not as much meat on this topic as we had hoped. Yeah, no, this, I let's guess. Go, let's go through real quick, and let's look at... Um, like, I still have the flip cards pulled up. Let's look for some that are maybe under the radar. Flip cards? Any of these categories we went through. Okay, sure. Give me just a second to reopen tabs, then. Sure. So just looking through these, I'll I'll start. Like I'm just little. Just think of this as a mini set review for these three sets of cards. Mm-hmm. So all right, I, go ahead. I kind of want to play. Like, what does it take to flip this card? I'm looking at Kitsune Mystic. Is enchanted by two or more enchantments. Oh, well, I guess it's kind of a move target enchanted enchanting creature to another. It lets you move around auras after you do that. It costs. I'm trying to figure out a deck I'd play this in. Like it's the third worst Earl card, I guess. Um, like moving around enchantments is cool. Mm-hmm. You could you could build some terrible thing where you play a bunch of like pacifism and arrest effects. Hang on a second. Move it around. So looking for it, like I'm I'm looking for card. Like I just talked about Kitsune Mystic, mm-hmm. which uh, is a cool effect. It's just a lot of work to get to it. 
Uh, agreed. Uh, Ryo, obviously, everyone knows it's super good because it's it banned. It's bad. Or, okay. Um, the uh, Homuro is surprisingly good. That's Homuro, the, the one that turns into a. He, his big thing is that he costs six, but he turns into an enchantment that gives uh, creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and have flying and fire breathing. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's kind of Eldrazi Monumentation. It makes all your creatures essentially dragons. Uh-huh. Um, and his his big thing is that he costing six is kind of expensive, but to flip him, all that needs to happen is he needs to die. Yeah. He can't block, but, like, you can sack him to anything. You could just keep hitting people with him until they need to block him. Like, he's really, really easy to trigger. Mm-hmm. So that one, that one's kind of cool. I've seen him work really well as a general, and I've seen him work really well in decks. Mm-hmm. So I am a sucker for drawing cards, which means I have played Jushi Apprentice. Okay. How did Jushi Apprentice work out for it's, you? It's the same thing as, do I want my uh, Asian Mage to be a 2-1 or a 1-2? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's hard to get to flip, but... Yeah? Uh, have you ever played against Kuan? Uh, yeah, actually. Kuan is super good. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Very easy to trigger, and again, he turns into a, an abyss. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he... Kind of like if you wanted to play Black Braids as your deck, this is kind of the next best thing you can get. Yeah, probably. And uh, it doesn't care if it's your opponent's creatures or your own that died. And he only costs three. Like, he's super cheap, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nizumi Grave Robber is really, really good. It's Graveyard Hate and Reanimation, so it's just overall a good card. Yeah, this is one of the few that I've played in Commander. Yeah. Uh, Nizumi is probably the one I see most frequently. Yeah. Uh, Tail Kitsune Ascendant, for reasons that don't need to be explained, is a phenomenal general. Yeah. This is actually, like, one of my favorite, like, my first EDH generals. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, this is, that's a great one to build. Yeah. Uh, preventing all combat damage. Like, I get... The only argument against him is that now Arrowest is a thing. Sure. But uh, preventing all damage, I would be Delta Creatures you control, and he only costs three, and he's almost... At the beginning of the game, he's always going to be on. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it. That's it for the flip cards. Those are the ones that I can really recommend. Bushi Tenderfoot can be made good. Aki Lavi Runner can be made good. Like, all of these can be made good, but those are the ones that are kind of good on their own with minimum help. Mm-hmm. Well, the first one I'm going to say is the one that turns into Ormondal. Right. Like, that was the kind of the first one I thought it was Westvale Abbey. Mm-hmm. So Westvale Abbey, Archangel Avison, Arlen Cord, all the ones we already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever played with the Awoken Horror? Uh, what's its other side? It's the Thing in the Ice. Oh, yeah, I've played Thing in the Ice before. And like, is it any good? It's fine in blue-red spells. It just, it, 7-8 vanilla, it's, is, 7-8 vanilla is kind of meh, but it only costs two, right? And right. it's... And it's, and it bounces everything. What you, what you do is you, it's your, it's your insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... Fairly oh, easy to trigger, right? Yeah, so. it's casting is sorcery. You almost do it accidentally most of the time. Mm-hmm. I played some Bloodline Keeper. Yeah, Bloodline Keeper is very good. Go ahead. Uh, it's the the one tap to create a two two vampire. You can pay black to transform if you control five or more vampires, and it turns into something bonkers. It gives all vampires plus two plus two, and then you can still tap to put vampires out. And he's a five five at that point. Mm. Lord of Lineage. He's a pretty good card. Solid card. Yeah, cool art too. Mm-hmm. Like the cool shift from the I, I when you look at those two arts together, they did a really good job with that. 
Uh, I have seen, so th- I'm not saying this card is good, okay? I'm not saying this card is good. I have seen Chalice of Life in more than one deck, though. Yes, I have and I have played Chalice of Life, not in Commander, I played it in Modern. Yeah, if you, if you're a Gain Life Matters deck, um, you probably want to look into playing this card, because once it flips and you have the ability to just deal five damage, people really feel that clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really easy to get to flip. And besides that, it's just free triggers for, like, if you have something that triggers off of life gain. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Flippy Chandra is good. I, I have a weird love for Civilized Scholar, because I drafted the hell out of this set. <laughs> also, I don't think it's he, good in for Commander, but. No. Uh, but he is the, um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, so mm-hmm. there's that. Um. Pulled that one aside because I want to ask you about it too, but I'm just scrolling through a couple more first to make sure. D- is Huntmaster of the Fells? He's not good in EDH, right? I've he's, I've never played him. Yeah, I mean he's one of those cards that's great in Twenty Lifeland, but mm-hmm. um, I've played Duskwatch Recruiter. Duskwatch Re- what? Duskwatch Recruiter. Uh, which one is that? He's the two-two for two that pay green and two. Look at the top three cards of your library and you can reveal creatures and put them in your hand. Mm. And then it right. flips, flips to creature spells, cost one less to cast. Mm-hmm. He's card advantage well, in green. Obviously, all the Magic Origin ones are cool. Ludwig's Test Subject is, I think, pretty cool. Uh, the other cool thing about Ludwig's Test Subject is that you can get a pretty sweet alternate art of him. The alternate art foil. Uh-huh. Uh, so that one I'm I'm actually kind of fond of. Here's my question. Have you ever seen uh, Elbrus go off? I've never seen it go off. I've thought about putting in decks before. I think all of us have, but I don't think any of us has ever done it. Yeah, it's just, it costs seven. <laughs> it costs seven? Which means the only fun way to get this into play is to is Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah, or uh, the, what's his name? The Giant, Stone Hero Giant. Oh yeah, Stone Hero Giant, or you you're almost have to cheat this into play. Yeah, you, you really don't want to cast this. Mm-hmm. And then people are going to do everything they can to keep you from hitting with it. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like it's a giant target. Right, don't get me wrong, when it flips over, you're allowed to cackle like a maniac. But mm-hmm. I would play this as my general, but that's it. If I could play like Eberus the Bru- if so, I had a play group that would let me play this as my mono black general, that'd be super awesome. I'd love playing Godzilla Demon as my super- as my general. But uh, other than that, I don't think it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Would you let someone do that if they told you they wanted to make an Elbrus the Binding Blade deck? Um, yeah, I'd be game, sure. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm one who is, as long as we're all kosher with it. Like, yeah. I've gone so far as to say, hey, I designed this kind of cool, like, custom general. Do you care if I play it? Sure. Oh, okay. Humor me. Somebody made a great one, uh, a buddy of mine. I don't know the whole stats of it, but it was whenever uh, it's germs get plus one, plus one, and whenever you would get a germ instead get two. And it was That's literally cool. designed to be around living weapons. Yeah, it was kind of neat. That Yeah, that's super cool. And it's kind of like having a Sapperling general, in that it's not broken because, you know, it's limited. Or not sure. Sapperling. Um, yeah, no, Sapperling's the, the sport. I'm thinking of, what's his face, of Halenwood? Thelon? Yeah. Or whatever? Yeah, Thelon of yeah. Halenwood. The guy who should be busted, but then you look at the cards he has to play with, and you're like, eh, maybe not so much. Yeah. If you really want to do that, that's fine. Oh, and then I don't know if I really want to go through and do split like the really good split cards because a lot of these split cards are totally playable. Yeah, like the split cards have the problem of it's just a slightly overcosted for their like they they all cost one more than they quote unquote should. Mm-hmm. Just because, and then you have all that added flexibility. 
Yeah. Back end call is super good. Most of the ones, but... if you're in the three colors that the card is, you mm-hmm. should probably be looking pretty hard at it. Yeah, consider it at the very least. It's like playing a charm or something like that. Yeah, like right? it's like yeah, it's versatility kind of... tends to be pretty good. Like all all mm-hmm. the jazz. I really like most of these. Yeah, like they're they're almost like especially I wouldn't say so much all the two color ones, because some of the two color ones are, are to be honest, fine, but you can get that same kind of put like the red black ones. You, you know, or there's this card called Culligan's Command, but mm-hmm. the the problem with the two color ones is that all most of the two color ones are old enough that power creep has rendered them obsolete. Yeah, but there like... was definitely a time I would have played most of the two color ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the two color fuse ones are pretty good. Yeah, most of the fuse. Well, isn't the black? Isn't the blue white one awful? Like protection serve isn't very good, if I remember right. I I didn't. I haven't seen the blue white one yet, so. I don't know. You might be right. You very well might be right, but I'm just looking at some of them, and these ones are okay. Target creature gets plus two, plus four until end of turn. Well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Who thought that was a good idea? Uh, and then target creature gets a minus six, minus oh. All right. Yes, you're right. This this double mm-hmm. crappy combat trick is doubly crappy. Yeah. Let's see. Target permanent. <laughs> I, I still enjoy, if you're looking for something to amuse yourself, go to the Dragon's Maze ones, and all of them can be, like, things that little kids would giggle about with, uh, as far as sex puns. Like, it's alive and well, armed and dangerous, far and away, beck and call, flesh and blood. Catch um, and release. Breaking and entering, turn and burn. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, they're all funny. Old. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh... Down and Dirty, there was the one I was looking for. Down and Dirty was the one you were looking for. I was like, I don't know about these sex pun ones for most of these. Rough and Tumble. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Down for a bit of the Rough and Tumble. Yeah. Uh, Breaking I, and Entering seems bad. <laughs> I just had massive flashbacks of the original Boulder's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> did, oh, did that click for you, too? Did yep, that awaken that, a memory for there's, you? There's a memory. Give and take. Um, yep. Wear and tear. What does give and take do? Wear and tear, turn and burn. Um, Ready and willing. willing. Mm. Yeah, no, most of these cards are good. I don't know. I don't. uh, I don't think much more to say about. Give and take is the most complicated way I've ever seen to draw three cards. (laughs) That's what that does, right? It's green, blue, and four. Draw three cards. Like unless you're in experiment crush. Give is green and two, put three plus one plus one counters on target creature. Take is blue and two, remove all plus one plus one counters from t- uh, creature you control. Draw yeah, no, I'm, cards. I'm I'm reading it, and I'm just trying to... I mean, you you play this in a deck where you can break it, I think. I don't think you play it in right. any other like deck. Like Prime Speaker, maybe? Yeah, oh, Prime Speaker. <laughs> yeah, or some like like Kraj, or some plus one plus one counters matters. Varel can probably break this somehow. Mm-hmm. Fuse was a sweet mechanic. I'm going to throw that out there. Fuse was great. I want more Fuse in my life. Profit and loss isn't that great for Commander. I mean, it's... Or you could play uh, Zealous Persecution and do the same thing for two mana. There you go. Yeah, I uh, I think we're pretty much done with these. Yeah, so there was maybe a little bit less meat here than we thought there was, but that's all right. Yeah, it was basically just a good opportunity for us to be like, No! Transform sucks! No! Flip sucks! Yeah. Anyway, let uh, us know what you think in the comments below. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, tell uh, us uh, tell us which ones, tell us how we are drastically wrong. I feel like this is one that everybody's got an opinion on and nobody is right. Yeah, maybe. That could be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Noel, if they want to get a hold of you, where can they do that? Yeah, you can get a hold of me. My email is noelclausen, N-O-L-E-C-L-A-U-S-O-N, at gmail.com. I'm also on the Twitters at at mtgnoel. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get a hold of me at ericbonvie at gmail.com, E-R-I-C-B-O-N-V-I-E at gmail.com, or at that Bonvie guy on Twitter. Uh, you can also get a hold of me in the comments below on CommanderCast or at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash RivalsDuel. Yep, and if you're looking for a direct RSS feed for the show, it is feeds.feedburner.com slash RivalsDuel. Mm, and please uh, please do go check out my friend's new podcast, No Covered Lands, that I am sometimes on, sometimes not. Uh, but he, he has a voice for radio, and he has a lot of fun producing the episodes. Is the check in the mail for that? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah he's uh wait until you see the tattoo he's having me get he's having you get a tattoo <laughs> yeah it just says listen to snow covered lands it's gonna ah, be right on my forehead fair enough okay. <laughs> <laughs> i thought you lost a bet or something and we're legitimately having to get a tattoo no no not quite uh yeah no and uh, i do plug our show on his so it does fair work both ways. fair enough i'm just giving i'm giving you a hard time yeah <laughs> all right i think that's gonna be it for this week we'll see y'all in two weeks yep see you then thanks for listening